Hello, and welcome to In All of Us Command. I'm Kate. I'm Aaron. And today we will be learning about national anthems. Each week we choose a new country at random, and we learn a little bit about the country, and then we listen to their anthem. After listening, we rate the anthem based on several criteria to see how they all stack up in our humble and now slightly less ignorant opinion. Uh, we don't want you to think that because of the title, we're huge fans of O Canada. In fact, we plan to dunk on it pretty much constantly throughout the show, and we don't expect it to finish highly in the rankings at all. Today, the country we will be talking about is Burkina Faso. I've done some research. We're going to talk a little bit about the history. You ready? Yeah, yeah. I know nothing. I am a blank slate. I know it's in Africa. Yes, I knew nothing also, and now I know a few more things than I knew before. You're right. It is in Africa. Um, it... I was not going to talk first about the geography, so we're going to get there later. Sure. Yeah. Okay. In whatever order works best for you. It just, it seems like a good follow-up since we were talking about how it's in Africa, but you know, we're going to get into the details of it's that. It's in West Africa. Yes. The rest we'll get to. We, we will. So, um, they found artifacts in Burkina Faso dating from the Neolithic era. Um, okay. Can, do you have like dates on when the Neolithic era is? No. Okay. I don't. That's I, cool. I could get you some, but then we'd have to pause and come back. Okay. Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. I believe it was an axe specifically that they found. Sure. But that's, yeah, a really long prehistoric time ago. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. It's a very long prehistoric time ago. Yeah. That's really the main takeaway here. Yeah. It's been a long time. There have been people in Burkina Faso basically forever. Right. Um, the first known inhabitants were... A, like several different groups of people called the Bobo, the Lobi, and the Gurunsi. Okay. Apologies for any and all mispronunciations here and going forward. Um, then in around the 15th century, there was a group of invading horsemen who arrived, um, and they founded the Gurma and the Mosi kingdoms. And the Mosi is still like, very important today. Okay. Um, which I find really fascinating because it goes back for so long. Right. And they're still, still kicking. Um, at this time, power also concentrated in the center of the country, uh, which lays sort of the foundation for Mosi power basically forever. Um, the capital is today called, again, I'm sorry, going to do my best here, Uagadugu. Okay. This is where most people live um, and has been sort of, as I said, like the, the sort of center Kind of the biggest of city things. by a large margin kind yeah, of thing. Like, yeah, like the big thing happening in Burkina Faso yeah. is happening here. Um, and it has always been and continues to today. Um, then the German explorer Gottlob Adolf Kraus arrives in 1886. That's a remarkably German name. It is. It is. <laughs> um, followed by French officer Louis Gustave Bangy in 1888. Okay. Then the French really take over. Um, the country becomes a French protectorate, and it's part of French West Africa. Um, there is, however, much resistance from the Lobi, um, who are not happy about this at all, perfectly understandably, um, and whose weapons of choice are poison arrows. Nice. So I thought that was, like, pretty cool. If you're going to fight, do it with poison arrowheads, yeah, my friends. that's the coolest way to do it. <laughs> right? Um, so I just thought that was a fun tidbit. 
Um, the French sort of take it upon themselves to divide the country into circles, uh, they call them, kind of sections, but they do actually leave the existing chiefs more or less as is. Okay. Which is nice of them, but also go home. Right, um, yeah. You know. Then... Sort of the least you could do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, then independence is proclaimed in 1960, and... On President Sankara's decision, and he's a very important person we're going to talk about later in okay. re- relation to the anthem. Okay. Um, I sort of, I read this part and then later I read about the anthem and I was like, oh, oh, I know him. <laughs> I remember him. So it's it's nice to see all the pieces coming together. Um, so the country is actually originally called Upper Volta and he changes it to Burkina Faso in 1984, which means the land of the honest man. Men. Sorry. Cool. Um, then that's a great thing for it to me. Yeah, it is. It is. There is then like a lot of political turbulence. Right. I'm not going to get into this even really at Broad all. Broad strokes. Yeah. Um, it's, there's so much going on. There are so many people and power changes hands many, many times. Right. Um, the very short version is that basically a lot of political parties are sort of created and also dissolved. Um, some leaders refuse to give up power. There are some military coups and a n- couple, I think, also of just civil uprisings okay. in protest to poor living conditions. We will also get into this a little bit more later. I'm rejigging things a little bit this week. We're going to talk less about politics now and more actually in, in the anthem, in the section. anthem okay. section. Okay, sure. Um, so in the present day... Uh, French is the official language of Burkina Faso, although interestingly, most people are Mosi and speak a Niger-Congo language called Gur. Okay, can you spell that? Gur? Yeah. G-U-R. Okay, yeah. sure. I was surprised also. I've, I've not heard of it. It was, um, yeah, I hadn't either. Well, I mean, obviously, I knew nothing coming into this. Um, but it is sort of like the... As I say, like the language most people speak, French is still like the language of education and sort of major like social things. Okay. Um, the geography is kind of interesting. Also, the country is completely landlocked, uh, bordered by Mali, the Ivory Coast, Ghana, Togo, Benin, and Niger. Yes, I did. I did know it bordered on Togo because I started my Togo yes. research and found that it bordered on Burkina Faso. Yes. So we will definitely be encountering some of the same trends for next sure. week. For sure. Interestingly, we have neighbor countries this week. So or these two weeks, I yeah. guess. Um, the economy these days is primarily agricultural. People are mostly farmers and they raise livestock. Uh, there are also though some mineral deposits, mostly in gold. Also a few other things. This. Causes some conflicts. Um, My understanding is that all of Africa is very rich in minerals. Yes. Um, especially with the neighboring country of Mali. They've been, okay. they've been disputing, I think, the border for a while. Because there's, right. some, there's some gold deposits there and they want to know what belongs to who. Yeah. And it gets real confusing once you get below the ground. It does. It's like out in the water. It's like, who does that even belong yeah. to? Yeah. It's, this is, I'm learning so much just about the world it's been fascinating i'm such an idiot i don't even <laughs> know like i feel so unqualified well, to be talking about this stuff. and there's stuff you learn too that you go oh that makes sense but i yeah. had never thought about it that yeah. way yeah it is a lot of like well no duh kinds of moments mm-hmm. um 
So also currently in Burkina Faso, things are pretty tough. Um, they're a very poor country, relatively speaking. Um, there have also been a number of fairly recent sort of terrorist actions uh, in the early 2010s and through like 2018. Okay. Uh, some of which Al Qaeda took responsibility for. Okay. Whether it was actually them is another question. Is that something that like is debated from what you've seen? I mean, it's, it's what they say when terrorist stuff happens. Yeah. It's someone takes responsibility. I don't, I don't know actually. It's just the wording that's used. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's just kind of what you say to make it a thing that people can understand stand and yeah. talk about i guess yeah. i was just curious yeah it's complicated too because you don't want to be like giving credit to people i no, don't know abs- it's so oh, it's so messy i'm sorry i asked <laughs> no no it's okay it's okay i just i didn't i don't know it's so terrible i just don't want to look into it but anyway um there's also pretty high food insecurity okay um and a very very young population 40 percent approximately are under the age of 15 so is a lot of that agriculture and like livestock is that all being exported then for the most part yeah um there i read a funny thing i don't know if this is still true but at least at one point there were more imports than exports okay like they were it's not really self-sufficient, right? I think okay. is what I'm trying to say. Right, here. it's not generating um, enough. Yeah, for itself. yeah. They have okay. to bring in a lot of things from the outside. That's tough. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, then also, oh, this I found is also like really sad, but kind of interesting in its own way. Um, some areas of the country are basically uninhabitable because uh, there's a high prevalence of disease-carrying mosquitoes. Mm. Which, I mean, also is just like pounding me over the head with how lucky and ignorant I am. There's nowhere in Canada that you can't live because of the mosquitoes. Yeah. Mostly it's too cold anyway. You go up north and you're going to get bit all day, every day, but (laughs) you're not going to get malaria from it more than likely. No, no. It seems that the sleeping sickness is a really big problem. Um so that was fun. We're gonna do some fun facts now. Fun facts. Fun facts. Okay. So the motto of Burkina Faso is unity, progress, and justice. Cool. They've never won an Olympic medal, but they've competed in the Olympics many, many times. Mostly okay. in the summer. I believe the javelin throwers are quite good. Okay. Um, cool. That's and, a that's a fun thing to be good at. Yeah, it is. And then I think also it was 1924, I want to say, when they were still sort of part of France, okay. quote unquote. They competed actually like, well, they had some athletes go and compete at, as France. On behalf of France. Yeah, yeah, kind of a thing, which is also kind of weird and complicated. But anyway, um, their official animal is the white stallion, which can be seen on the coat of arms. Cool. Uh, they also have lions, hippos, alligators, and elephants, and other, you know, animals that one would wish to find in an African country. <laughs> we sort of associate immediately with that part of the world. Um, this is maybe the coolest thing I found. They host, every two years, I think, the the Pan-African Film and Television Festival oh, cool. of Ouagadougou. Cool. Um, and it's like a big important cultural event especially for you know african talent yeah um 
So that I thought was really interesting. In sort of parallel to that, they also host the International Art and Craft Fair, which... That's fun. Right? Yeah. I thought that was just cool. Um, This is also very important for... um, Tourism revenue. Yeah, and um, just the general sort of, you know, giving attention where it doesn't get given all all the time. Right, right. So that's really all I had for... Um, history and fun facts. Should we talk about the anthem or should we talk about the food? Well, let's talk about the food we are going to make and then we will uh, take a break to listen to the anthem. Yes. So today we are going to be cooking fat rice. Fat rice. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought just sounds, I mean, it sounds delicious. Just the name is. I love it because it sounds like some. It sounds like a joke from a sitcom. It's true. Like it's after, you know, the D&D episode, the community <laughs> gang gets invited over to Fat Neil's house because he's cooking them all fat rice as yeah. a thank you. So it's called that because of the fat that you cook it in, not the outcome of eating it. Anyway, it's like a tomato-based chicken and rice dish. I'm going to be blending some tomatoes and tomato sauce and onions and garlic. We were saying it it looked almost Mm kind of jambalaya adjacent. It is kind of jambalaya adjacent. Uh, There's going to be some chicken in there. It can be very, very spicy, but we're going to tone it down a little bit for our delicate Western palates. Um, And I'm looking forward to it. It should be good. Me too. All right, let's take a break then. What is our anthem called? Oh, the anthem is called... Okay, the anthem is actually... It's very interesting. Okay. There are kind of two anthems. Okay. There was an anthem before they changed the country's name, and there's a different anthem afterwards. Okay. We are going to listen to both of them. Um, the The current one that we will be focusing on is called Une seule nuit d'Itanaye, or One Single Night, Hymn of Victory. Cool. Yes. And what uh, what's the original one called? The original one was called the National Hymn of Upper Volta, or in French, Hymne National Volatique. Cool. Yeah. Upper Volta is a fun name, too. I'd never it heard is a that fun before. Name. It is fun. Um, we're going to get into a whole thing. It's going to be a whole thing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a break and listen. Okay. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to start by talking a little bit about the history before we get into the actual anthems that we listen to, just because I feel it's not going to make any sense otherwise. Sure. Um, so, the current national anthem, as we mentioned, is called Une seule nuit d'Itanaye, or One Single Night, Hymn of Victory. Um, this is music and lyrics 
composed and written, I guess, by former President Thomas Sankara, which, as we okay. mentioned earlier, was going to be important. Right. Um, coming down the line. It was adopted uh, not when the country became independent, as many anthems are, but rather when they changed the name in 1984. Okay. Which we also talked right, about right, right. a little bit earlier. Um, it replaced the Im National Voltaique, sorry, or the National Hymn of Upper Volta, uh, which was in use from independence until sure. 1984. Well, of course, you'd have to replace that if you were changing the name you from would. Upper Volta. You would, especially as it's like right in the title and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so there is some contrast, I find, between the two. Okay. Um, the first one, and we'll get into this a little bit more when we listen to them, but the first one I find to be pretty, like, generic anthem. You mean the Upper Volta one? Yes. Yeah. Um, pretty generic anthem stuff. Uh, it's a good country. The sun shines on us. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, the second one, I think, shows a lot of personality like this one like has a thing it's trying to accomplish it certainly does it is as i said when we were listening it is incredibly verbose there are a lot of five dollar words in this national so we're gonna talk a little bit about um sankara and what he was doing as i think it it explains a little bit what he's trying to accomplish here okay sure so i found a cool article um from 2019 from the walrus um that sort of highlights the the work that Sankara did and his sort of goals when it came to Burkina Faso. He was big on making them completely independent from foreign aid Okay. Um, to kind of put some distance. He was also big on just like separate yourself from the colonizer. Right. Um, they were just going to leave all of that behind. He was very, like, he was a, a socialist Marxist kind of a guy. Okay. Um, who did a lot of good work organizing community centers and committees and built schools and healthcare centers and provide access to water. It was a good time. He is very popular. People really like him and they were very sad when he wasn't in power anymore, but we're going to get to that because it's a whole mess. And he wrote both music and lyrics? He did. He was a musician. That's fucking cool. Yeah, we're going to get into this too a little bit, but he was very public um, about his finances and his assets. Um, In the article, I think they specify he had a car and a fridge and a bunch of guitars. Nice. Yeah. And I read that and I thought of you because you have a bunch of guitars. And I was like, hmm, I know what that life is like. I don't have a car though. No, you don't have a car. Maybe one day. Maybe. We've nowhere to park it anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So... I thought it was interesting that he was a musician and kind of took it upon himself to write this anthem. Yeah, Um, that's very fun. Yes, there was, however, some disagreement. Oh, also, it's important that he was transparent about his finances because a a lot of presidents have not been and were not prior to him. So it really it shows him kind of being like among the people trying to like lead by example, as it were. Yes. To say, you know, look, this is how we're going to do things. I will show you everything i have bought and you will be able to see that i don't live that much differently and is that a trend that has continued since he left power well i don't think particularly okay um i don't know all the details but i'm gonna say in general don't count on it yeah fair um there was however some disagreement between the government factions um sakura was big on uh rooting out corruption quote unquote as the article said um so he did a trial um, where he tried a number of sort of high-powered government people, um, some of whom lost their jobs because of the trials. And as you can imagine, many people were not happy about that. Right. Um, 
And also the article mentioned too, that there was maybe like not great evidence on every person who went to trial and lost their job for it. Um, that it was kind of like a big sweeping motion and less of a right, deep dive. Right. Um, so I see what he was trying to do. Definitely wasn't perfect about it. Definitely yeah. wasn't perfect, but he was also just like so much better than some of the other people who had been in charge that it like by contrast, I don't know. You make your own decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so then this other guy, um, Blaze. Compaore, I think is how you say it. Okay. Compaore, if he's French, which I guess he probably is, um, who was a, a like dear friend, like right-hand guy of Sakura, um, was then sort of secretly plotting a coup. Right. Which Sakura knew about, sort of. Um, okay. Sort of. So, so Sakura had seen it coming that he was going to be ousted okay. um, by force. So he kind of gave himself over, uh, apparently w- sort of walking out onto the steps of this building where Compaore's dudes just shot him. Um, it's pretty brutal. Then... Um, it's very like Ides of March. Very, very. He There's some quote in the article where he was like, it's not you they want, it's me, and out he went. Fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shit's intense. Um, then Compaore was then in power. He took over for the next 27 years. Okay. And then that was kind of okay, but then it went bad. Um, there were, as it often does when someone's in power that long. Yes. There were a number of incidents, one in which, um, a high school student in Burkina Faso died after being assaulted by police. Um, also unemployment was really high. Food prices also were really high. Right. And then Compaore was trying to change the constitution to give himself another term, like a fifth term. Right. Um, This all happened over several years. This is also coming like on the tail kind of the Arab Spring. Okay. Um, So there is kind of a, there's a feeling, there's a feeling of like, if you're going to make change, like do it, do it now. Yeah. The Um, the spirits in the air. Yes. So in 2014, there was a mass protest in the streets of Ouagadougou and Compaore was replaced by... One Roque Marc Christian Cabore, which I could say better in French, hold on, Roque Marc Christian Cabore, um, in what the Walrus article calls one of the most, quote, free and fair elections in Burkina Faso's history. So there has been a comeback, but it's quite a story. Right. Um, and I think all of this, certainly the social change that Sankara was trying to, oh no, I said that wrong so many times. I'm so sorry. It's Sankara. It's my bad. No worries. Um, sorry, everyone. I know he was well loved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> crap. Okay. Um, it's gonna be so many angry Burkinabe people. I'm just so sorry out for you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. That's like someone walking around. It's because I wrote it badly in my notes like multiple times. Oh, that'll do it. It's my own fault for not reading good enough. Anyway, <laughs> the thing I'm trying to say here. If I can collect myself from this extremely embarrassing fuck up is that um, I think there is there is a logic behind the anthem that he writes. He's clearly like trying to do something. He's trying to make major, major changes in this country that he clearly loves very deeply. Really, the impression I got from your story, uh, which is really the only story I've heard, (laughs) is that he was 
a really strong idealist. Yes. Yeah. And he, that definitely comes through in this anthem in in its great like melange of heady ideas. Yeah, and this anthem is very very intellectual. It is um, incredibly. Clearly smart guy with a big vocabulary. It's it's a a mouthful for yeah. sure. And I was, you know, I mean French is my second language, but I can I can work out a few things. Um even in a language that is very like pretty formal and has a number of big fancy words to be used, he's using all of them. Just oh, absolutely. Slap it on there. Um, so I really enjoy as just getting my lyrics for this episode from the Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy whoever has gone through the lyrics on Wikipedia yeah. and made like snarky links <laughs> all throughout. Like, Right here, cynical malice links to just the page on France. Well, <laughs> uh, I mentioned earlier when we were listening that the exploitation of man by man just links to the page on capitalism. I think that's a great little quirk of whoever put these on Wikipedia. Probably a fan. Fun little side note. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we listened to a few versions of this. We did. We listened first to the older anthem from um from upper volta yes from upper volta thank you for remembering that when i've clearly just my brain's just gone today um so we listened to that and i found the the mixing it's very tinny but that's not the song's fault it's a bad arrangement yeah i mean two of the three versions we listened to were straight up bad as far as the recording of them and i fell down a bit of a hole like trying to find different versions of this thing and there were i mean sometimes you just can't like brunei i think it was you could only find the one version of the anthem and it sucked it was not very good so we're in a little bit of that situation again although we did find when we started digging there were more sort of to be found more sort of there there are tricks to finding all the versions Uh, yeah we'll get better at this i'm sure as we go along but anyway um the first version as i was saying i find pretty generic you, what did you think? Yeah. You mean the upper volta yeah. hymn? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the version we listened to, it was a super strange recording. Yes. Just in how everyone's voices sound. But yeah, the anthem itself, very straightforward. It's a good country. God loves it. We love it. Yeah. The end. <laughs> um, and then in wild contrast. Yeah. And I think, I think Unsul Nui is the one that we are talking about yes. for the purposes of ranking it at is. least it is we have to acknowledge the upper volta one just because you know that happened too and yeah. it's an important part of the country's you know history and it was the upper volta one for me is probably the closest anthem yet to O canada yeah in terms I of just agree. being a big old ball and true north strong and free yeah yep. <laughs> here we are yeah i i fully agree um I thought the versions that we listened to of um, One Single Night, I've thought the live version I found really, like, really beautiful. Yeah, whoever um, sang it, absolutely stunning voice. Yeah, and again with the live versions, you get a little bit of, like, the crowd feels mm-hmm. where they're clearly proud of this thing. And yeah. they, you know, love their country and they love the song and the vocalist was amazing. Incredible, um, yeah. So to sort of roll all of that together, it definitely adds an emotional layer that just the you know, plain recorded version doesn't have as much. Absolutely. I still think I'll get into what I think about the music. Let's, uh, should we get into the rating of the lyrics? Yes. Should we talk about the food first? 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fat rice. So we ate fat rice. It was we pretty ate good. Some fat rice. It was not bad. It was very much a tomato-based rice and chicken. Yeah, it kind was of more more almost soupy maybe than I was expecting. Yeah, uh, but not in a bad way. It almost was like a really straightforward sort of red sauce pasta. Yeah, but with rice. It's true. So I do not have any particular feelings one way or the other about fat rice. Yeah, I it was it, it was a perfectly fine meal. It was I, perfectly fine. If someone put it in front of me, I'd eat it. I wouldn't be like, oh, we need to make fat rice again. But yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it would be good if you were trying to feed a lot of people. That's true. Uh, it would be really easy to make a huge batch of fat rice. Yeah, I think the recipe I used had a warning at the top that was like, P.S., this will make a huge amount to like feed your family at Christmas <laughs> kind of a situation. So I have it and we still have a lot. Yeah. Um, so keep that in mind, I guess. Good for big portions. Um, okay, so let us let us rank a little bit. Our first category here is lyrics. Yeah, so on one hand, I agree that the context helps here to understand why the lyrics are the way they are. That being said, they're still hilariously dense. They are. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are that. Almost to a point that makes them hard to get through. Like, we've yeah. had anthems where we say, this feels almost like a thesis statement for the country. Mm-hmm. And this does that, but it feels like a thesis statement that's way too long and has run-on sentences <laughs> and shit. <laughs> like, there's there's a way to have a lot of big ideas and to fit them in elegantly, and I don't think that's necessarily what happens here. Yes, yes, I That being said, agree. though, the, the big ideas still work in the song's favor for me, just their implementation doesn't. Yes, I agree. I think the, the broad strokes are there. Um, the nitty-gritty... <laughs> There's so many big words. So many complicated phrasings. Yeah. Um, so I'm this, gonna say this sentence. Sorry, I have to pull this one out. Yeah, go ahead. Everywhere the harvests of patriotic vows ripen and suns of boundless joy shine. Like I get it. It's cool. I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm here for your patriotism and your vows and the boundless joy. Oh, it's, it's the second the second verse metaphor. is the yes. most stunning run-on sentence. Let me see if I can get it all in one breath here. Yes. The Volunteers for Liberty and Peace, with their nocturnal and beneficial energies of the 4th of August, had not only hand arms, but also, and above all, the flame in their hearts lawfully to free Faso forever from the fetters of those who, here and there, were polluting the sacred soul of independence and sovereignty. Indeed. Additionally, are the, um, the choruses are different? Yes, they are. I don't know how anyone memorizes this. That's truly incredible to me. Probably why all the kids are playing it on the violin on YouTube. Because it's too hard to get them to learn all the words. So, for lyrics... Yes. I think I'm going to score this really highly when it comes to significance to the country. Mm -hmm. But I think for lyrics... It's a lot of quantity over quality for me. Yeah. I'm going to go six. Six. All right. Um, you were generous. I, I don't think they're bad, and I do think bad. the ideas it's are a good true. thing. It's true. You know what? Yeah, maybe five and a half. Just, just I'm going to be honest with you here. Um, 
while I was thinking about this as we were talking about it, I I was gonna give it a four. Okay. And I'm. It's so dense. You talk me. You talk me down. Put me down for five and a half. I did. Okay. I did, and I'm putting myself down for four. We go on now to music. And music, I think, is really the biggest weakness this anthem has. Mm. I think it's got a strong, like, start to its melody, and then it just repeats it so many times. And but is that the fault of the lyrics, of which there are too many? <laughs> the, I mean, it's not like it was a tune that was written to be set to the lyrics. Like, they were written together. Yeah, that's true. Um. So no, I don't think. <laughs> okay, I, I think it's all the same fault. Trying to play devil's advocate a little yeah. bit here. <laughs> the uh, it ends big, it ends strong, mm-hmm. but there's so little happening in between, like a strong beginning and a strong ending. That yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go four for the music. Okay. Um, I'm gonna basically agree with you and go five. Background. Background story, I think, is great. The background is kind of interesting. Yeah, I think, and I think actually the fact that the lyrics are not, the lyrics and music are not super great kind of work in the favor of the background Mm -hmm. story because it is just this guy who was a politician, who led the country, who decided he you know, had a fucking song in his heart yeah. about Burkina Faso, <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. That is pretty great. I think for background, I'm going to go seven and a half. I think I'm going to go eight and a half for this one. Okay. And then our next one is Significance. Significance, I also think this one does really well. Like I agree. It, it has such an unbelievable amount to say about the country. So many specific references and dates and <laughs> stories. I mean, nine. Yes, yeah, significance is a nine for me, yeah. so I absolutely agree. X Factor. X Factor? I, I don't know. It gains some X Factor in this story for me, mm-hmm. but the song itself lacks a lot of it for me with the exception of maybe just that voice in I don't even know if yeah. it was like a boy or a girl singing it was a kid so it doesn't really matter yeah, at was, the end of the day it was so blurry <laughs> they were so far away yeah you couldn't tell but the cameraman was singing so that's yeah. nice but uh yeah the song lock lacks a lot of that x factor for me that the story has yeah I'm gonna go four and a half okay Okay, I think I think I'm gonna go five and a half. Okay. Okay, and so that's that's all of our rankings. Yep. Um, let's uh, take a second and total that up. Let's do it. Okay, so that gives us a sixty-two point five overall. All right, pretty solid total, not solid. Uh, setting itself apart from the pack, though. Nope, but definitely helped out by the fun background story. Yes. Um, fun. I say fun. I mean interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it fun. wasn't that fun. A guy was assassinated, but... Fun for the purposes of this podcast. Sure, yes. Something happened. Sometimes it's just like an anthem appeared. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. 
Um, as always, we address countries that most fucked this country, in this case, Burkina Faso, I France. Mean, France with a bullet. France. Yeah. France. France is going to be racking up a few of these, I'm going to say. Probably oh, yeah. getting another one next week. Yeah, I, I would not you. be surprised. In fact, I would be surprised if it was anyone but France next week. Me too. Me too. Although maybe some other places contributed. You never know. That's true. Um, That's true. But yeah, I'm sitting firmly on France with this one. So that brings us almost to the end. Shall we roll the dice and see what I've got coming up in two weeks? Let's roll them dice. And the giant 206-sided dice says 193. Can you tell us what you got? 193 gives us Uganda. Uganda. All right. Let's uh, take a gander. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Thank you. Good one. Thank you. Country puns, everybody. (laughs) I promise not to make a habit of it. I don't know. I think that could be entertain i'm not good I mean, at puns don't make me start trying to do that every week okay fine fine we won't do it every week just some <laughs> weeks when we feel inspired so thank you everyone for listening uh tune in next week for togo is that correct that's correct yes and then two weeks from then uh or two weeks from now rather we will do uganda all right see you then something very wrong did we skip an entire part of the story that's worth mentioning that's very likely and we'd love to hear the correct version please tweet us at iaouc podcast or send us an email at in all of us command podcast at gmail.com we record these episodes a bit in advance so you may not hear a correction right away but we're not too big to admit we are wrong and it will be corrected